Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. (laughs) I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type, like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today on the show, we have one of my favorite authors, food bloggers, YouTubers, chefs. Her name is Janae Claiborne, and she is Sweet Potato Soul. She shares with us a lot of information on veganism, soulful cooking, self-care, in the kitchen, and just by doing things that she loves. So without further ado, here is Sweet Potato Soul. This is Janae's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. So nice to have you on the show, Janae. Welcome to Hey, Girl. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. How are you feeling today? How's the beautiful weather in Los Angeles? I'm so jealous. (laughs) It's beautiful. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, yes. So I'm I'm really happy to have you um, on the podcast today. I've been wanting to chat with you for a while, and I figured that this timing would be great timing because there's a lot of transition going on in your life right now that is very exciting. But before <laughs> we jump into all of that good stuff, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Janae Claiborne. And I run a website blog called Sweet Potato Soul. I also have a YouTube channel called Sweet Potato Soul. And I have a new book out, cookbook out called Sweet Potato Soul. But I'm a vegan chef, blogger, um, and now author. That's exciting. How has that <laughs> how has that walk from the blog to YouTube to author? And I don't know if that's the exact mm-hmm. lineup, but how has that been for you? Just walking through um yourself and your brand and being a chef and career and all those things. How has that been? It's been great. It's been really organic and I never really planned for things to go this way. So I originally had a private chef company in New York city and I, uh, basically I thought that was what I was going to do. I thought I was going to keep cooking for people, perhaps expand on my private chefing because obviously veganism is becoming more popular, mm-hmm. especially in New York mm-hmm. and you know, all the big cities, So I thought I was going to be doing that, but I always had my blog in the background and it was always something I loved and I, I did want to grow it. I just didn't really know how, and I really wasn't, you know, putting time into growing it. So I was doing it as my hobby and just like as a little passion project and same with the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of, it was kind of a surprise that I've been able to, you know, turn the blog and the YouTube channel and really sweet potato soul into my career and then, you know, get a cookbook from that as opposed to, you know, my private chefing company, which was, I mean, it's still, it's still all connected. It's still vegan food, but. Right. (laughs) Can we talk about being a private chef? How was that? And how did you get into that space? That was great. It was a lot of work, um, but I always loved working for myself. So it, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I started that back in 2012 when I, um, I think I had, I had been in New York for about three years at that time. I became vegan in 2011. And when I became vegan, 
I made up my mind that whatever I do in my life, it's going to have something to do with other people, helping other people also become vegan Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden I felt like I had so much purpose and direction and like everything's felt right to me all of a sudden and for the first time. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to have some sort of, um, career where I could help other people find the same, you know, um, you know, health and, Mm -hmm. and fulfillment that I had found. So the first idea was, well, let me start a private chef company because I love cooking for people. I'd love to do it more often. I'd been working in restaurants in New York City up uh, up until that point, but always just on the floor, mm-hmm. not in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I love cooking. And I, I already had started my blog like the year prior before I became vegan. But I didn't know, you know, back then blogs were not like I don't know if anybody, I mean, very few people were blogging as a career back then. Right. So I didn't think, I didn't think, oh, I'll just make my blog into my career. I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind. Um, So I started the private chef as my first iteration of helping other people become vegan. Um, And it, like I said, it was great. It was a lot of work. I was cooking for three to five people a week. I did meal delivery, but mostly what I did was in-home cooking. So, you know, I'm, I go grocery shopping for my clients, go to their homes and prepare food for an entire week for them. Or occasionally I would do uh, just private dinner parties and things like that. I was doing a lot of cooking classes back then. Eventually I started doing um, supper clubs in our little tiny New York apartment. Mm-hmm. I got a table that seats or sat, sat eight people. Oh, yeah. a really beautiful table. I miss that table. <laughs> um, I started doing supper clubs and cooking classes in my apartment as well. Um, so I really expanded it beyond that original idea of just me cooking for other people in their homes. Right. Because that's a that's that was so expensive. You know, a lot of people didn't want to spend that amount of money to have a private chef. So I wanted to offer something um, to people who wouldn't, you know, hire me on the week, a week to week basis as well. So when did the transition from being a private chef start happening? Because you don't uh, do that, that anymore, right? Right. No more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of by accident. I still have my website up and I still get, I still get um, people emailing me and calling me about my services <laughs> a few times a week, even though I don't even live in the same city. Now I'm in LA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, but I, I, I guess, I don't know, I guess there are not, not that many vegan private chefs in, in the United States, because as soon as I updated my website to say that I was not taking clients in New York anymore and that I was relocating to LA, Mm -hmm. like within a, a a week I was getting, um, people calling me from LA. Wow. Like I'm not even there yet. (laughs) (laughs) So we need more vegan chefs for sure. Right. Um, but in 2016, it's when the transition started. So at the beginning of that year, I got um, I got a I guess you would call it a, a sponsorship gig with is really an ambassadorship with the North Carolina Sweet Potato Commission. And you know I'm Sweet Potato Soul, right. which that's uh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect match, right. right? Yes, absolutely. So they reached out to me and they say, "Hey, we love what you're doing and." We'd love for you to be an ambassador for the commission this year. Um, you'll be creating some recipes for us and some blog posts and some YouTube videos. So 
you know, how much money. And so I gave them my prize. I just made it up. I had never done this before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I just made up a prize. My, my fiance and I, um, he's so he and I worked together, but we, we weren't even working together like full time on this back then. We were just like messing around. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I gave him a prize and that was my first gig. And that started in January, but it was like that opportunity totally opened up all the doors for us to start getting more sponsorship opportunities. Mm -hmm. And by spring, like late spring that year, I was just doing sweet potato soul full time just by accident. Yeah. And I was longer, I was still taking private chef clients, but in a different capacity, not the every single week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, people that I had been doing before. Wow. It's amazing. (laughs) It's, it's so cool to have this conversation with you because I really admire when people's businesses grow organically and Mm -hmm. without much planning, you kind of just fall into it. But that's, yeah, that's, that's almost the most fulfilling, you know, thing that can happen because then you're able to really do what you love without any pressure and obligation, but you're just like standing in this love for food, veganism, Mm -hmm. health, and everything else. So I think that that's wonderful, and it's going to inspire so many women who are listening to this show. Um, I subscribed to your email, so I got your email today about it being (laughs) your seven-year vegan-versary, vegan anniversary. Um, (laughs) Okay, so... I also watch your YouTube videos. So I was oh, <laughs> I was watching a video where you where you and your fiance were were talking and you guys you guys were kind of giving a rundown of how you met and mm-hmm. um and the foods you were eating back then and things like that. So I know that you said that you were vegetarian for a long time and then transitioned to vegan or the, or you were right. pescatarian and then you know you did back and forth a little. Back and forth. When yep. did you decide vegan is it? I'm sticking with it. I need to stick with it. This is what's working for me. Yeah, yeah. That was March 2011 and it was like and you know a lot of people are like, "Oh, did you become vegan overnight or mm-hmm. was it tra- a transition?" Mm-hmm. I was accidentally transitioning for like four years. I didn't even realize that I was doing that. I was just, you know, I was becoming more and more interested in in plant-based living and being vegetarian. And back then, so I first became interested in all this in 2008. And back then, I mean, there were vegetarian blogs and I'm sure there were vegan blogs, but I, um, there were only a few that I was following. There was like 101 cookbooks was my personal favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) I was kind of like, you know, trying things out. I I didn't know any vegetarians or any, I I probably knew some vegetarians, but I definitely didn't know any vegans back then. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have a roadmap that, you know, a lot of people have today with so many bloggers and so many more books about vegan nutrition and cookbooks and YouTube channels and things like that. So little by little, I was, you know, gaining knowledge and changing, you know, different things in my life, incorporating new foods, taking out old foods like, uh, like, you know, Chips Ahoy cookies. <laughs> I, I quit, quit eating those <laughs> probably in like 2009. But, you know, over time and then like by the time I finally became vegan, I was pretty much already vegan. I was right. eating so little animal products at that point. It was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How has it been being a vegan of color, a black vegan? Because I know that, a lot of us have are like, 
we, you know, we want to try it, but we can't. I was vegan for two years and vegetarian for three or four. Wow. Um, and I started eating meat again in 2016 when I went home with my husband for his mom's mm-hmm. funeral. He, he's from Kansas City and Kansas mm. City is known for their barbecue. And we were right. grieving and I was like, I want some ribs. So I just I had some and that was my uh, transition back into oh my eating meat again. Um, uh, but I've lately I brought that up because lately I've been wanting to transition back to fully plant-based um and sometimes i find it hard being you know that i really love these soulful flavors and which is why Mm -hmm. i gravitate towards you and 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 your cooking and your teachings because you make veganism taste good (laughs) and (laughs) and and being a black vegan chef how have you found Mm -hmm. you know your happy medium with cooking flavors mm. and really still keeping that soul in the food. Mm, right, right. Well, I definitely, you know, I think back to the foods that I grew up eating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of soul food that my grandmother prepares. And so I I like to dissect the foods in the dishes, right? So for example, if it's my grandmother's sweet potato pie, which happens to be like my favorite food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's a, pretty simple, right? Everybody knows what sweet potato pie is. There's, you know, it's a dessert, but what is the texture? You're going for a certain texture. What is like the balance of flavors? How can I replace the egg in there? How can I place the dairy in there? How can I make sure my, my, my crust is just as flaky and delicious and buttery, right? Mm -hmm. And how can I really put the same essence into it? So a lot of times when you're making vegan soul food or even any type of vegan, um, veganized version of a traditional uh, dish, you're not, it's not gonna, sometimes it tastes exactly the same. Like the, one of the recipes I'm going to be posting later this week is for dirty rice. Mm. And to me, it tastes exactly the same. And that used to be one of my favorite dishes. There's certain things that are pretty plant heavy anyway. So it's easy to just swap out the meat with a vegan meat alternative. Um, but I really, I break it down to every step. And often, like when I'm, when I was writing my cookbook, I looked at a lot of non-vegan recipes and just simply tried to figure out on my own how can I swap out the animal product mm-hmm. and then test from there. If you if you look at say um, say like you want to make you say you're going to have like a barbecue, the barbecue sauce is most likely vegan. The only thing that might not be vegan in the barbecue sauce, like a homemade barbecue sauce, might be the if they put like a Worcestershire sauce in it. I don't right. think. And I don't I think I don't that think might have fish that. in it. I think. Right. So that's something that you can simply take out. Do you mean like a fish sauce? Yeah, like a fish sauce. Yeah. Right, right. So you can take that out and you if you're going for like a if you want that sort of like a fishy or or um sea sea type flavor, then that's something you could replace. I always replace it with seaweed, like mm-hmm. dulse, especially because it's super briny and super sea tasting. Mm. Uh, but if you just look, if you just look at like the basic anatomy of the recipe, you'll find that it's a lot. It's pretty easy to swap out things when it comes to swapping out meat and like the texture of meat. I recommend people start with mushrooms, 100% start with mushrooms. They're really good for you. Um, they're delicious. The meat 
texture is all there. Um, but if you're, you don't have access to mushrooms or like certain great types of mushrooms, like oyster mushrooms and lobster mushrooms and things like that, then also I recommend going for like a meat alternative, like Gardein. And those are really, those are really good too. But I don't know for certain things, like you said, you're, you said ribs, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's really no alternative for, for for ribs. right. Right. And that's fine. Right. Right. I mean, so that's like you just don't have you just you just think, don't have oh, them. <laughs> I'm not eating that. Anymore. Right. Right. But there is something and a good alternative that I always tell people is jackfruit for like your pulled yeah. pork sandwiches. You use Perfect. jackfruit instead. And, you know, I still pull from my vegan past. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> every now and then. I love yeah. that. I love that we're having this conversation because I know people listening are going to be like, how can I dive into veganism mm. in a way that is going to make me feel good and not feel like I'm mm-hmm. lacking? And I oh, think yeah. that's what's really cool about veganism today is because so many people have all these different options um, mm. and offerings. And one of my favorite things by you um, that I have not tried yet because I can't find the mushrooms, but it's the oh. vegan chicken and waffles Okay. And I sent that t- I sent that video to Ryan and I was like, babe, <laughs> look at this. And he was like that I could eat every day. That looks uh, so good. How how did I, you play with that recipe? Because it looks like a chicken breast sitting on top of yeah. waffles. OK, that one's it's, it's surprisingly easy. So I just made a traditional you know, fried chicken coating mm-hmm. like with flour and this literally the same exact spices. I didn't alter anything at all. The only thing that I altered was instead of using, I'm pretty sure for that recipe, I did like a buttermilk dredge. That's like the dairy and the egg. Okay, so for for replacing an egg in something like fried vegan chicken, all you have to do is use cornstarch or arrowroot powder. Mm-hmm. It helps to bind the ingredients together, stick them to whatever you're frying, and it keeps it nice and crispy as opposed to using something like flaxseed, which you could use too. It helps to bind, but it's it when it fries up, it's not as uh, nice and crispy, right? Mm-hmm. So arrowroot or cornstarch. And for the buttermilk, simple. Non-dairy milk, any non-dairy milk, except for coconut. Don't do coconut. But any of the other ones and some vinegar or lemon juice, and it will curdle. It'll have a flavor very much like traditional buttermilk. And it's got that curdle stuff and all that. And literally, that is all I did. The rest of the recipe is just straight classic, my grandmother's fried chicken recipe. <laughs> I did not alter that. That's amazing. And then, yeah, then the mushroom. I mean, I didn't do anything to the mushroom. Yeah. So those mush, those oyster mushrooms, mm-hmm. they're grown in like a, you can grow them at home, but basically you would grow them at, on like a log, basically, or coffee grounds at home. Wow. You could do them out of a bucket at home. They're really easy to make, to grow. I haven't, I'm, I'm I'm so ashamed. I have been saying that I'm going to start growing my own for months. (laughs) And I'm still buying them at the the grocery store. But let me tell you real quick, Alex. Yes. Simply go to an Asian grocery store. Amazing prices on oyster mushrooms. Also trumpet mushrooms. Oh, so good. And they're organic. They're nice and fresh. And they are insanely priced. They're so perfect. And they're incredibly healthy for you, by the way, on top of all the other goodness. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome.
Hey Girl is brought to you by Skillshare. I love Skillshare. You guys have heard me say this before, but I'm a student on their platform and it is so fun to be able to dive into these different classes that they offer. Right now, I'm exploring the creative writing classes. One that's really standing out to me is by Ashley C. Ford and her course is called Creative Personal Writing, Write the Real You. What I love most about Skillshare is that it's an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative entrepreneurs skills. You can take a class in everything from photography to creative writing like I am, design to productivity and more. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare definitely has a class for you. Lifelong learning is important because it keeps our minds open and moving and creative. I love that Skillshare has a little bit of everything for everyone. Join Join the millions of students, including myself, already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free when you use my code. That's right. Skillshare is offering Hey Girl listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl to start your two months now. You will not regret it. Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing? Ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have? Then you might love FabFitFun. It allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love. It's like Christmas four times a year. Stumped on gift ideas? FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college, maybe, or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue, and it's shaped like the flower, and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything, Every box is guaranteed to have over $200 plus in retail value. The summer 2019 box has a total retail value between $269 to $467. That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it, such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful Vicks Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo Tie-Dye Bowls. Many of the product's individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one. Or you can be surprised. It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11-year-old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 Summer Box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. 
Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. I love that we dove into food a bit, but now I want to take a step back and talk about your move from New York to L.A. And mm-hmm. you're going to be a wife soon, which is yeah. so exciting. And food as self-care for you. So let's start from the top. New York to okay. L.A. When did you decide let's make that move and why? <laughs> we decided, I think it was early 2017, so early last year. We were we had been living in New York City for eight years, about eight years at that time when we made the decision. Mm-hmm. And we love New York. I love New York. I miss New York. But we were both kind of burnt out. You know, it's a little, it's it's pretty hard living there, <laughs> yeah. you know, dealing with the, you know, the snow and the cold weather and like trying to get around and it could just be a hassle. Also, it's so expensive. And uh, anyway, <laughs> we were feeling like, okay, we're ready to move on. We want better weather. We want a more open lifestyle where we have easier access to nature, where we can step out of our doors mm-hmm. and be outside. Mm-hmm. In New York, I lived, we lived on the 17th floor of a high rise. So it took us like five minutes just to get outside. So we were looking for that in LA. Oh, by the way, we also wanted to stay in a big city. So we didn't have that many options. LA presented, presented itself and, uh, we had never been here together. We'd been here separately, mm-hmm. my, my fiance and I, but we just said, let's try LA. If we don't like it, we'll move somewhere else. But, you know, <laughs> let's give it a go for at least a year. Right. And we love it so far. We, we really love it. We found a, a great place. We live in a house and we can walk out of the door and be outside. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, no, no climbing like five flights or right. taking a, <laughs> an elevator to the 17th floor. Right. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> we love it. That's so great. And it was just like... It was just like, I'm ready for a change. So so we're ready to step into this change. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm so, you know, we're definitely, um, we have a lot in common, but we also definitely balance each other out. So I'm the type of person where I was like, I'm ready to move. I'm I'm ready to make this happen. He's like, oh, well, maybe we should plan some more. And I'm like, no, no planning necessary. Let's Let's just just do it. He's like, no, we'll plan. So he does all the planning. And then I'm like making all the decisions like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is when we're going to do it. And then we can like combine. Okay, now we have it all. Like he's already planned out like where we might want to live and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, we got this. We're like, (laughs) I have the date. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, balance is great. Balance is great. And, and you guys work together. So let's talk about that Mm -hmm. being partnered and working together to create your content and really being, you know, a team. How has that been during the growth of Sweet Potato Soul? Great. I'm just, I'm so grateful because it's, this is another thing that's just organic and natural. We didn't plan this out. We started doing videos together, um, in 2011, um, just as a hobby because we're both creative people. When we spend our time, we don't want to just like sit and watch TV or, um, you know, just go, go out to restaurants and stuff. We want to like be doing something Like I want to be cooking and he's a musician. So he wants to be like, you know, making music. So the video idea was like, we, we, we always spend a lot of time together. What's a fun thing we can do. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) Max, I think it was his idea. 
back then he was like you want to like make a youtube video or youtube channel where you're cooking and i'll film it and i'll edit it i don't know how to do those things but you know whatever we'll I'll try learn. it <laughs> right. he was using an old um a camcorder back then oh my god we did not know what we were doing and we we i swear to god i didn't look at the subscriber numbers until 2015 four years after we had been you know doing this mm-hmm. we were not consistent we got we just posted whenever we you know, whenever we had time, whenever we felt like it, we didn't really know the whole, you know, YouTube thing. It was no, it was not a business. We were not, we didn't turn in, turn on monetization. Mm-hmm. So that's how we started. And then, yeah, like in 2016, when, when I started doing this full time, I needed him to, you know, we need, I needed him to help me be consistent with the videos because for the most part, he's been helping me make videos since 2011. Mm -hmm. I've done some by myself, but mostly he's helped for the whole thing. So it's just been very natural. And then, you know, as we started making more money that I'm like, oh, wow, now I can like, can I, I can pay you. Like maybe you can quit your other job. He was working as a tutor Mm -hmm. and maybe you can quit your other job. So you don't have to be like going from apartment to apartment all around the city every day and maybe you can you know I could pay you yeah so then I started paying him and then we eventually (laughs) became like more partners where it's not like I don't consider him an employee of mine right and we both have equal input and equal power I I would say that's amazing how long have you been together Mm -hmm. we've been together for 10 years oh wow that's awesome (laughs) how how excited are you to to step into this next, you know, chapter of your love together. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited. <laughs> I watched your video on like how he did it and I was oh. sitting on at my computer melting. I'm just like, look at this. So awesome. So <laughs> I know, I know. So good. Yeah, it's funny because we already feel, I, I we always say this, like, well, you know, I, I don't know what's going to change. I can't imagine, like, it's until we have children, because it's like we're married already. We've been living together for almost, um, well, how long? For, for many, many years. I don't even know how long. We've been together all this time. So we'll see. I'm excited because it's like, I don't know. It's just cool. How did he propose for those people who don't, you know, watch your your YouTube yet? Can you give us like a brief snippet of how it happened? (laughs) Sure. Okay. So (laughs) we moved into this new place on like September 1st, the place that we're living in right now in LA. But before then we had been staying in a um, Airbnb or a sublet. Mm -hmm. So I was out of town in New York City. He picked me up from the airport and he was like, and the next day or tomorrow we need to go check out the the new place. We got to meet the internet man to set up the internet. So, okay. So the next day, early in the morning, like 9am, that's not that early, but early for me, 9am <laughs> rolls around. He's like, okay, we got to go to the new place. And again, to see the internet man, I'm like, okay, I don't know why I got to join, but okay. So he brings me here to our place and it was empty at that time. We hadn't moved in yet and open the door and there are petals, rose petals. No, not rose petals. Sorry. Bougainvillea or Bougainvillea, however you pronounce it, flowers. So we have them around our the house, mm-hmm. the big pink, bright pink bushes. So he had taken the petals and made them into a trail from the front door 
to the bedroom. Oh my goodness. So I'm like, oh, what is this? And he's like, go see, go see. And okay. So I'm like, oh my God, he is going to ask me to marry him. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm nervous, right? So he, so I opened the door to the bedroom, I followed the trail. And instead of like it saying, will you marry me or something? There were a huge, there were three huge bouquets of flowers and, um, <laughs> there was a sign that says, welcome home. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. So I was wrong. <laughs> it was just really nice. <laughs> so very, very nice. Welcome home. Surprise. Like, right. oh my God. Okay, right. great. But I was, so I was disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, whatever. But then when I walked back out of the bedroom to be like, thank you, he was like, well, I have something else for you. And then, you know, then he goes into the spiel, I love you, I want to spend my life with you, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like crying, bawling, crazy, 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 crazy. And then he asked me, but I look, I couldn't, I could not speak. I could not speak for probably like 10 minutes. So is that a yes? I know he was probably like, babe, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? Hurry up. Oh, that is so sweet and thoughtful. And the internet man was just a, that was just. Just a ploy, just to get yeah, you there. Oh my gosh, that is very sweet. Um, so self-care and veganism, self-care and yeah. food. How does self-care play a part in food and in your daily mm-hmm. life? Well, cooking is my number one passion. And I believe, for, at least in my life, whenever I'm pursuing my passion, I can be happier and in turn healthier right so it's just in okay cooking and eating okay so i want to do them both (laughs) so that's definitely just to be able to spend time every single day doing something that i love is my favorite part of Mm self-care like i don't i don't necessarily want to be like i'm doing kickboxing and i don't like it but i know it's good for me like i don't bother with any of that stuff I just want to do stuff I like. Mm-hmm. So I cook and I cook food that, you know, nourishes me and energizes me. And then I feel super good about eating, but also that tastes exactly how I want it. Delicious. Right. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I mean, that's, this probably, I mean, that's not my, you know, to be honest, my number one form of self care is, um, being outside you know, just like walking in nature and hiking and going, being at the the beach and just being outside. But the food part is so important. And I feel like it can, it, it can be more important for all of us if we were only to be able to look, to realize that healthy food and food that nourishes you and still feels comforting can also be delicious. Cause people have this idea like, Oh, I, I love to eat, but, ju- but, you know, I love to eat is code for I love to eat food that is not good for me. Mm. But it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, if if you can, if we can be more creative about food, then you'll realize that, no, you can basically you can have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And use that as a form of self care. I love that. That's perfect. That <laughs> is really perfect. Well, thank you so much, Janae, for being on the show. Um, you, you are This chat just made my whole day. I love watching you and subscribing to your newsletter and reading your blog. And it's really been a joy to have you. So before we wrap up, please share where we can find you um, on the Internet and how people can get in touch with you to connect and create community. 
Okay. Yes. You can find me at sweetpotatosoul.com. That's the blog where you'll find hundreds of recipes. <laughs> and um, you'll also find, you know, links to all my other platforms. But everywhere you look for me, I am Sweet Potato Soul. So Sweet Potato Soul on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. My book is called Sweet Potato Soul, and you can buy that on Amazon or anywhere else that you would buy cookbooks. It's available all over. Um, yes, yeah, so sweet potato soul all over the place. That's me. <laughs> Thank you, Janae. <laughs> we really loved having you today. Thank you. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. The Hey Girl Podcast is a member of the District Productive, produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own Kokai. Kokai.